Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a podcast brought to you by the Triad Network. This podcast is designed to share trending topics occurring within the world and our communities and bring them a behavioral and mental health perspective. Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a Triad production. I'm your producer, Peter Finger, and I have the pleasure of welcoming you into today's episode. In our show, we'll resume our conversation with our host, Dr. Graham Taylor, and his guest, Sarah Marikas, around the topic of Adverse Childhood Experiences, or ACEs. In our last episode, we discussed how identifying ACEs shifts the conversation around behavior and decision-making into something deeper, that there's meaning behind the things we do, the thoughts we have, and the decisions we make. How common adverse childhood experiences are, research showing that two out of three U.S. adults have experienced at least one adverse childhood experience in their life, and we name the various adversities that contribute to adverse effects and how traumas, like emotional neglect, can be subtle but still cause very real challenges in our lives. We'll resume our talk today by discussing the different health conditions caused by ACEs and toxic stress and how emotional experiences affect our physical immune system. We know that there are consequences with those that experience, you know, adverse effects, the toxic stress. They have difficulty, and go, cover this with us, they have difficulty at times, maybe forming closer relationships or mm-hmm. maybe trouble in their workplace. Name some of the consequences or outgrowth of those early ACEs going on in someone's life. Yeah. So the the more ACEs we experience, the more likely we are to experience over 40 different health conditions. And it yeah. ranges from heart disease to stroke to cancer, depression, anxiety, suicidality in children and adults, things that people don't really think about asthma, for example, people don't often think about the mechanisms behind that. You know, children who experience ACEs are more likely to experience certain like colds and viral infections, right? Because their immune systems are impacted. So our Um, emotional immune system gets worn down and that affects our physical immune system, doesn't it? Our biological immune system. Absolutely. Yeah. Our immune system, our metabolic systems, our cardiovascular, all these systems are impacted by these experiences. Again, we're developing in response to these experiences. And so that's why they're so important. Just as we're developing in response to those positive experiences, or maybe those neutral experiences we were sort of just talking about where maybe we didn't experience a significant amount of adversary, but we didn't get a lot of love or support either. And all those, I mean, if there's one thing people can take away, these experiences can impact us for our entire lives. And like you've already named, you know, there can be a lot of shame around them. And so that's why we launched the first national public awareness and education campaign on ACEs and toxic stress and hope and healing, because we believe that if you can understand these experiences, how they may have impacted you or your loved ones, you're empowered while there may be shame and guilt around it. And that's really important to honor. But if we can have the language and understanding of it, then we're more empowered to be able to forgive ourselves if that's what we need to do, support others, support our health, notice something about how we parent and how we may want to parent differently. And so the campaign is called The Story of Your Number. It's available at numberstory.org. And we believe it's a great way to begin to think about your early experiences 
that can empower people then to sort of take action on different levels for themselves and their loved ones so that, you know, it doesn't impact their career. ACEs are associated with increased workplace absenteeism and challenges in the workplace. People who experience more ACEs are more likely to see the world in a hopeless way. They assess the world differently because of those experiences. And with significant numbers of ACEs, see a shorter lifespan. So there are very real, and I haven't even talked about sort of the edge, the learning challenges children have who experience and are experiencing lots of early adversity, the really serious consequences. So with awareness, we can identify, we can intervene, we can do something about it. So that's why that awareness is a great first step. Brene Brown talks about the antidote to shame is vulnerability. And what you're encouraging people with the ACEs is to kind of step outside of themselves just for a second long enough to say, yeah, this was me. And yeah, that happened to me. And this was part of my upbringing. And yeah, that occurred too. one in six have four or more, you said. Yep. And when people begin to see what happened in my life and happened to me, and we begin to maybe ideally as an adult, or maybe with some help or seeing our kids going through this, we get to help them see that it's not who you are. It's what happened to you. And I think that's the beginning of the uncoupling. So we begin to say, you mean the difficulty I have in getting close to my relationships is not because I'm I'm there's something fundamentally wrong with me or the, the 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 trouble I have holding a job or difficult with my finances or the depression that I might experience or my tendency to act out and get angry quickly. You mean that's not who I am? And for the very first time, what you're doing, I think, so in such a lovely way, Sarah, is to allow people to say, what if it's not about you? Like you said, what if it happened to you? That's freeing, isn't it? It can be very freeing. You're a child and it was not your fault. Yeah. I think full stop there. Yeah, you're, you're also, and I appreciate this piece too, you're recognizing this has, this has medical consequences for us too. We know that hundreds of billions of dollars each year are accounted for by these economic and social costs because of ACEs. In fact, it was projected that if we could just reduce ACEs by 10%, 10%. That would equate to a savings of about $56 billion. And from a medical perspective, the reducing of health conditions, we could, if we could prevent the ACEs, it estimated up to 1.9 million heart disease cases and 21 yes. million yes. depression cases could be avoided yeah. each year. That is this 10%. That's amazing. It's staggering. And that's why there was a, a study done by CDC around depression, that we could reduce 44% of cases of depression. That's incredible when you think about yeah. how common depression is and in the context of the pandemic and how depression and anxiety has increased significantly. And so I think sometimes people, when they, they look at this problem, they're like, well, how do we prevent how do we intervene? It's going to be so expensive, right? These are such big problems. And they are, but we're paying for the consequences of these ACEs right now in our overtaxed, under-resourced mental health system. And so we need to look at this at pretty much every, from a systems level, how do we understand the impact of trauma, identify and intervene early in families? How do we start to talk about these hard things? How do we shape our communities so people and children are supported? I think it's one of the most critical conversations to be having right now, 
especially in light of the pandemic and the impact that that has had on children and families where we lost a lot of the things that really helped us, you know, that social connection. We became more isolated. We lot, you know, ladies night on Thursday, I go to like, I lost that during the pandemic. And that was those stable relationships that helped kept me healthy. I, we lost so much of that and children, you know, lost a lot of that as well. And so I think it's one of the most important things we can be doing and looking at how our communities are structured and the systems that serve people are structured so that we can really address this head on because there are enormous costs in terms of morbidity, in terms of mortality, in terms of quality of life, and and again, cost. I I hear that and I get a wave of hope that comes up. I mean, all children, each one of us, We live through different experiences at times, but with the right tools, we can learn from our experiences and become stronger. And ACEs are traumas, let's let's name this clearly though, that are more difficult to overcome and that can have some lasting scars on the child. And, And as you've helped us see very clearly here, if left unrecognized and unaddressed, they can have really long term consequences and ripple out into their lives daily, but also generationally. You're talking about the intergenerational part earlier on, which is a nice piece to bring in. Thank you for that. And however, you're also encouraging us to see that with prevention or if necessary, early detection and early intervention, we can take some significant steps to mitigate the long-term consequences of of untreated ACEs. And, you know, life happens and no one gets through childhood or life unscathed. But the good news is that in terms of helping our children through these adversities, this is so important. We got to get back to this as a nation. We've got to start this in the home. There's been a breakdown of the family. It's been a breakdown of our communities. And if we can start this in the home with parents and caregivers, like you're saying, helping kids navigate through these things, developing you know, resources and coping strategies and communication, ways to communicate, problem solve, right-size things. We can take these adverse experiences, right-size them. And I know that the ACEs Resource Network, you guys, have recently partnered with the American Society for the Positive Care of Children to produce an ACEs-informed toolkit for parents and caregivers for children zero to five. Tell us about that one starting in the home, starting early on. Exactly. Thank you for that question. I'm really proud of the work that we've done with American Society for the Positive Care of Children. They approached us several years ago because one of the things that they were continually asked about by parents and caregivers was ACEs. Mm. And what do I do about it? And I experienced ACEs and, you know, my child has or is experiencing ACEs. And so they came to us and said, how do we talk to parents with young kids about this really hard thing where, again, parents may have guilt or shame that their child has ACEs you know, but they experienced ACEs themselves. So it was an incredible partnership. We launched this toolkit with them last year during child abuse prevention month during April. And we said, we want to educate and inform parents and caregivers about the impacts, even at a really young age, that, that the impact of early adversity of stress on infants, you know, um, I mean, infant mental health is, is a relatively new field for many of people that these impacts can happen early, but there are things that we can do. And what the ASPCC brought in was positive parenting. How can we, even if we weren't modeled positive parenting, 
how can we do that for our kids and how mm-hmm. can we support our kids through hard things to mm-hmm. minimize the impact? So I'm really proud of the work, you know, really wrote it for parents and caregivers, wanted it to be accessible and digestible and provide a message of empowerment and hope because that's what we really believe. And I've had the privilege to see through this work is how powerfully people can make changes in their lives that change the directory for themselves and their children when they recognize that this isn't working and I want to do something differently. We'll be right back after word from our sponsor. Are you preparing for a licensure exam in psychology, social work, marriage and family therapy, counseling, or behavioral analysis? AATBS is here to help. We have been supporting behavioral mental health students to prepare for their licensure exams for more than 45 years, working with over 1 million students to succeed on test day and move on to the next step in their career. With products ranging from comprehensive courses to quiz banks and delivered live online, self-study online, and in print, AATBS has test prep solutions that meet every student's needs and learning styles. Visit us today at aatbs.com. That's aatbs.com and use promo code BHT15 to save 15% off your next purchase. Yeah, it's really good. So in many ways, we get to give our kids, those that we work with, maybe something that we didn't have. Now that we know what it is, how to come at it, this toolkit's wonderful. I had a chance to do a little bit of looking at it when I was uh, prepping for the show. And it's really pretty cool. You guys get to be proud of that because that's really meeting a really wonderful need in a way that equips people, not just say, hey, you know, talk to your kids about this. Well, how do you talk about it? No one ever talked to me. I, I do what I know, you know, my, yeah. what was done to me, I, I, I pass on. And so I do what I know, but maybe it's, it, maybe I could grow a little bit in that. And that's what you're encouraging here. I so appreciate, you know, what you're sharing with us and we're going to have you back at some point, but I know just given our time, we're going to need to kind of wind down today as we do. Would you give kind of a takeaway word to our listeners about the benefits of, you know, understanding the very things we're talking about today, one's ACEs or the ACEs of those around us and to explore this number, to get our number story and to right size it, but as well as appreciate maybe the number story of those around us, give us kind of a takeaway word for, from our show today. Yeah. And thank you. For the opportunity to do that, I think one of the most powerful things that we can do for ourselves and for others is really to understand how these experiences may have impacted us. And we have lots of tools for people to do that at numberstory.org, ranging from taking the ACEs quiz to lots of other resources. And then once we can better to understand it, we've also provided tools and resources for things that we can do for ourselves that are really important for us, particularly if we've experienced ACEs and toxic stress, like those healthy relationships in adulthood, like movement, like nutrition, like sleep that are so critical to sort of mitigating the impact of the consequences of ACEs and toxic stress. We have resources. I encourage people, you know, if there's someone that you're thinking about in your life that, you know, may be impacted and, and maybe is hurting in some ways as a result of these experiences, educating yourself about it, being there, you know, being willing to say something to support that person goes a long, long way. And I've seen again, how someone reaching out can make such a difference for a person. And so I think educating yourself 
so that you feel comfortable to reach out and have whatever conversation you think needs to happen. Because we've done a fair amount of research and we see that people want to support others who experience yeah. this. Yeah. And as people understand it more deeply, there's increased empathy. So I just encourage every listener to go to numberstory.org, can follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at my number story. And what we work to do is educate, inform, tell stories of people's healing and resilience and what worked for them. Because we believe is the more we hear other people's stories, what supported them in their journeys, you know, something can resonate for us and we can adopt that into our own lives or the lives of our children. That's really good. And you also put the links in there that uh, are helpful. We're also going to put those on our site as well. But that's a wonderful takeaway message. You know, to the listeners, ACEs are common. And if, if you're someone who's experienced something, you're not alone. And the feelings of the impact of the trauma can be felt years later. And you might only be coming to recognize them right now. We had a guy in our show, a wonderful, wonderful guy, Bill Parham. And he's the head of the NBA's Player Association of Mental Health. And he was talking about all these wonderful, really elite athletes. And he says, Graham, you know, there's a lot of goats, greatest of all time athletes. But he says, we have not seen yet a true goat. I'm like, what are you talking about? Look at Michael Jordan or mm-hmm. some of the gymnasts that we see or some of the professional. He says, no, these are all people who've had extremely, if you learn their story, like what you're bringing attention to here, Sarah, if you learn their story, they have some pretty severe adverse childhood experiences that they've overcome. Imagine the energy put into overcoming those while achieving their potential athletically. And he's saying, what if we took care of those, those aces early on? Yeah. What if they didn't have to overcome those adversities because they had somebody navigate them with programs like what you're describing? Imagine the release of their potential athletically in this case, without those things, having the energy drawn or holding those aces back while they, while they reach their fullest God-given gifts athletically. And it was a really eye-opening thing for me. And that's what you're encouraging here. If we can get in early, if if parents can have toolkits, if we as educators and those working with folks can understand these and people begin to understand what these ACEs are really about, we can have some very different outcomes. So if you're going through something, you know, folks listening or someone around you, find a trauma-related therapist who can help you through that time. Or if there's some physical effects that you think are linked that you're feeling medically, like Sarah's so nicely pointing out to us, Find a healthcare provider and see what some of these things might be driven by in terms of some of the trauma that's gone on in your life. I was going back over Scott Peck's book, The Road Less Traveled. The opening line of his book, the very first sentence is, life is difficult. That's the first sentence of his book. I love that. And he says, once we truly know that life is difficult, once we truly understand and accept it, then life is no longer difficult because once it's accepted... The fact is that life is difficult, no longer matters because we're overcoming it. But we've got to name these adverse things that happen so we can understand these early on. And Sarah, what I so appreciate about your work in bringing ACEs to our attention the way you are today and letting us know that we don't have to be defined by our number. Instead, with an understanding of it, we get to take control of where our story leads. We can heal. We can have and create corrective emotional experiences in our lives. And we can grow to reach our fullest potential, not dragged down or held down by or defined by the things that happened to us. So all that to say, I so appreciate you being here today. Thank you for being on our show. And it was a wonderful time with you. Thank you so much. It was great. Hey, I also want to thank you, our listeners, for dropping by and joining Sarah and me. It's always great to have you with us. Regarding our episode today, I want to remind you that it and its resources and all of our other episodes can be found on our webpage at triadhq.com slash bht. 
So check out our webpage, triadhq.com slash BHT and explore our archive of podcasts and other resource materials. Thanks again for being with us on the show and we'll look forward to having you back with us next time on Behavior Health Today. We appreciate all the support from our community. And if you like our show, one of the best ways you can support it is by giving us a five-star rating and leaving a review. Behavioral Health Today is a podcast part of the Tribe Network, all rights reserved.